AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Elon Musk reunites with Twitter. Meet Herschel Walker and Corey Bush. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. We've got a really jam-packed show. Alligators are moving into your house. Ukraine is now at war with Elon Musk, and Republicans don't care about being Republicans anymore. Plus, our guest tonight is a U.S. Congresswoman from St. Louis. Cori Bush is going to be joining us on the show, everybody. So, let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. All right. Before we get into the big stories... Let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world, starting off in Asia. This morning, North Korea once again fired a missile over the north coast of Japan into the Pacific Ocean, a provocation that they last did five years ago. And if you're wondering why it was so much time in between launches, well, that's how long it took North Korea to pull the giant rubber band back once again. (laughs) In labor news, the FAA has officially announced that flight attendants must now get an extra hour of mandatory rest between flights, which is great. Yeah. This is fantastic. They deserve that hour. And they also deserve someone who will wake them up from their sleep every 30 minutes to ask them if they'd like a drink. (laughs) Anything else? Oh, and some big celebrity news from the world of Scooby-Doo. After 53 years, the character, Velma, has officially come out of the closet as a lesbian. And I'm sure right now there's someone who's like, as a conservative, can I just say I am outraged? Whatever happened to the wholesome family show about a drug addict who got so high he thinks his dog is talking to him? (laughs) No, but for real, this this is a great move for representation. Although, it will make things a little awkward for the villains at the end of every episode. 
Oh, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you weird kids. I mean, not, not Velma. You're, you're cool. I'm an ally. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that, like, a bunch of kids who spend their time solving crimes, that's weird. I'm not saying it's weird that you, you like women. That, you live your truth, girlfriend. <laughs> by, by the way, can I say girlfriend? Can I say, oh, boy, when are those cops getting here? <laughs> oh, this is awkward. All right. Let's move on some of the biggest stories of the day. Starting off with the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, officials say that nearly half a million people in Florida are still without power, and repairing damage to homes and businesses could cost up to $75 billion. And because this is Florida, there's one more effect of hurricanes you might not have thought of. Floridians returning to their homes after Hurricane Ian are facing a new danger. Alligators. A reminder of what people can't see in the waters. In addition to downed power lines after hurricanes or tropical storms, wildlife like alligators and snakes can wash into communities. Literally right now, there's an alligator, there's alligator. right in front of us. Yeah. So yeah. you really have to keep waiting to get in there. Yeah. This is about as good a reason why as you should not go in the water. We do not know everything that is in there right now, but we know that that is a problem here. Yeah, that is definitely a problem, okay? <laughs> Floodwaters are bringing alligators and water snakes into people's neighborhoods. I mean, I've heard of gentrification, but this shit's in the next level, you know? <laughs> and of course, this was always bound to happen. Remember, alligators live in water. If your place is filled with water, you can expect alligators too. It's sort of like if you fill your house with beer, oh, don't be surprised when Brett Kavanaugh shows up. I still like beer. My man. <laughs> I will say one nice thing about living in America is that if something like this happens to you, everyone sends condolences and offers help. Yeah, because back home in Africa, if you say crocodiles and snakes are being washed into your house, everyone will be like, what did you do that Jesus is sending you these creatures, huh? The devil is in your life. You need to pray, huh? What did you do? I didn't do anything. You did something. But let's move on to the latest news out of Iran. It has been over two weeks since the Iranian people took to the streets protesting the death of Masa Amini, who died in police custody after being arrested for not covering her hair properly, they claimed. Now, despite the Iranian government's attempts to shut the protesters down, the people in the streets are still growing in numbers. This morning, concern over renewed clashes in Iran's universities after two weeks of unrest and deadly protests sweeping across the country. On Monday, Iran's top technology university was shuttered following an hours-long standoff between students and the police that turned the prestigious institution into the latest flashpoint. And it's not just college campuses, resistance in high schools too. Young Iranian girls removing their hijab while chanting from their schools. A stunning act of defiance and another sign of young women leading the way in these historic protests. Addressing the latest violence for the first time, Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei, expressed support to the security forces and condemned the riots on Monday, calling them a bitter incident and accusing the United States and Israel, Iran's arch-adversaries, of orchestrating the disturbances. Okay, first off, come on, man. <laughs> you, you can't blame the US and Israel for everything. You can't. He's like, oh, this is because of U.S. and... No, this is Iranians protesting what the Iranian government is doing to them. All right? It's not about America or Israel. 
I bet this dude comes out of the bathroom at a party like, looks like Israel clogged up your toilet. Oh, 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 oh. And secondly, can I just say how every single day I'm continuously impressed by the bravery and the tenacity of the women and the girls in Iran. This is so impressive to see. Because remember, remember, they are risking their lives protesting a brutal regime, which I know for a fact I wouldn't have the guts to do. I, I won't lie. Yeah, like, like once, my mom thought it was a Friday when it was actually a Saturday, and I was so scared to incur her wrath that I just went to school. <laughs> yeah, I just hung out alone for the whole day. Somehow I still got bullied. <laughs> Turns out the biggest bullies lie within. Anyway, let's move on to some breaking news about Elon Musk. The man who will save the world or blow it up by accident could go either way. <laughs> Every day, it seems like the mad genius is in the news for something else. And over the weekend, he introduced his vision for the future, a humanoid robot called Optimus, which he says will allow for a future where there is no poverty, which I assume means when the robots kill us all, no one will be poor. <laughs> Then yesterday, the Musk made more news when he got in a beef with the president of Ukraine after Musk posted a Twitter poll asking whether Russia should be allowed to annex parts of their neighboring country. And people, not only is this insensitive, a Twitter poll is not the place to be deciding the future of a country. <laughs> that basically has the same legitimacy as those fortune teller things you used to do in middle school, you know? <laughs> He's like, this says you live in Hawaii and get married to Becky and then invade the Donbass region. It's not a thing, Elon. But if you thought that was big, this morning, Elon Musk made $40 billion worth of news. A dramatic new twist in the Elon Musk Twitter saga. After months of trying to back out, a new report says Musk is now going through with the deal after all. Musk is now reportedly proposing to buy Twitter for the original offer price. Bloomberg News reports Musk made the proposal in a letter to Twitter. He says he'll buy at the original offer price of $54.20 a share. Musk has been trying to back out of the deal, first signed in April. Okay, I, I don't know what the hell is happening here, but apparently the Twitter deal is now back on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Elon Musk is notorious for not pulling out of a deal. <laughs> he stays in there, he's consistent. And you know, one, one thing about this story, it just shows you how being a billionaire is so wild, you know? They go back and forth on buying a giant company the way most people move UGG Ultra Mini Boots back in and out of their Amazon cart. They're like, are they ugly? Are they chic? Oh, I change my mind every day! Although, on the other hand, this may be the most relatable thing that Elon has ever done, huh? Everyone does this. They try and leave Twitter with a big announcement just to come crawling back. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines. But before we go to a quick break, let's check in on the stock market with our finance expert, Michael Costa, everybody. Michael Costa. What is happening in the market today? I'm crushing it. I am crushing it. I am crushing it as hard as my heart felt crushed when I learned that Velma is a lesbian? I mean, I thought I always had something with that cartoon. You know, Trevor, you know, you know man to man, you ever fall for a cartoon? I mean, sometimes I look at the Ninja Turtles and I think, damn, you know? If they just weren't teenagers, but... So hot. 
Speaking of hot, I got a hot tip for you. All right, so pay attention to the end. I got a hot tip. Now, Trevor, behind me, this is Twitter's stock chart today after it was announced that Elon Musk agreed to buy it. Okay, now, before we get to that, just a second. That story about the alligators? In Florida. In, infiltrating people's homes. I mean, can you even imagine that when they're walking in there doing that stupid little alligator walk, you know? <laughs> But you got to understand, why is this happening? Why are alligators getting in our homes? Well, it's, it's simple. Economics, okay? Alligators are teaching us how the American housing market functions. A alligators live in swamps. Why? Because they can't afford houses, okay? <laughs> Not with these interest rates, okay? But then market conditions change, a hurricane strikes. What does that bring? Liquidity, okay? <laughs> There's liquid everywhere. This is why I'm an expert. Alligators now can ride that liquidity right into a four bedroom house. This is why that's happening. Okay, anyways, Twitter, okay? Twitter's stock is going through the roof because Elon Musk has to buy it. And that's the best case scenario for a business when a person has to buy the product, right? Flowers on Valentine's Day, turkey on Thanksgiving, insulin on Halloween. These are must-have <laughs> items. Okay, right here. This is the important fact, right? Huge jump in value. Now, I thought it was because they finally added a delete button, but my publicist tells me that's been there for years. Wish I would have known that, okay? <laughs> but look, this is great financial news for all of us. One, no big costly trial, Trevor. Two, the sale of Twitter is essentially over. And three, now Elon can finally focus on the next big thing, perfecting his cutting edge robot. You all saw this, right? I mean, look, everyone made fun of Elon because you needed four people to help this robot walk. <laughs> people to help a robot walk. But this is why Elon Musk is a genius. You're all worried about robots taking our jobs? If Elon makes them, robots are gonna add jobs, right? Four people for every robot. Robot needs to go potty, we're all gonna get paid. Now, I promised you a hot tip, right? Okay, um, don't fall in love with a lesbian cartoon. It'll only break your heart. Back to you, Trevor. Michael Cost, everybody. When we come back, we're going to be taking a look at the abortion scandal that is rocking the Republican Party, so don't go away. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Ever since Donald Trump took over, the Republican Party has been falling further and further away from everything they stood for. They used to be about fiscal responsibility, conservative values, and overthrowing the occasional Mideast country. But after Trump... Republicans have realized that they now have two choices. They can either stick to their values or they can win with Trump, but they can't have both, right? And as the midterms gear up, we're seeing the choice that the Republicans have made in the types of candidates that the party is putting up. You know, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who believes that Jewish space lasers start wildfires. There's people like Doug Mastriano, who was at the Capitol on January 6th. There's even Dr. Oz, who's running in a state he didn't even live in and who we just found out did laboratory experiments that reportedly killed hundreds of dogs, which is not a great look. There's literally a Disney villain who did that, right? <laughs> like, what's next? We're gonna find out Dr. Oz botched the surgery that killed the grandma and Coco, huh? <laughs> but this is the Republican Party now. Yeah, this, this is the same party that was once led by Paul Ryan. Do you remember that guy? Small government, bipartisan immigration, I respect the troops, remember him? Yeah. If he got caught in the same room as these new people, they'd beat him to death with his own khakis. That's what they'd do. <laughs> but one of the most glaring examples of how Republicans have completely bent the knee to Trump is with Georgia's candidate for Senate, Herschel Walker. So, let's take a look at Walker in our latest edition of Fringe Watching. Unlike most of the MAGA Republicans who are infecting the party, Herschel Walker actually has a long history with Trump. Back in the 1980s, he played football for Donald Trump's USFL team until the whole league collapsed, which, of course, it did. I mean, if Trump (laughs) is a part of anything, it will collapse. Yeah, I bet if Donald Trump goes to heaven, in six weeks, God will be at the the pawn shop like, I don't understand. What happened? It was so successful. How much will you give me for the pearly gates? But since then, the two men have stayed in the same mental league, and it's not hard to see why. You see, just like Trump, Walker believes the election was stolen. Just like Trump, he believes that January 6th wasn't Trump's fault. And just like Donald Bleach Trump, Herschel Walker has some interesting ideas on how to cure COVID. Herschel Walker raved about what he calls a dry mist that can kill COVID in an interview in 2020. Do you know right now I have something that can bring you into a building that would clean you from COVID as you walk through this, this dry mist. As you walk through the door, it will kill any COVID on your body, EPA, FDA approved. When you leave, it will kill the virus as you leave this here product. Do you know they don't want to talk about that? Yeah, I wonder why they don't want to talk about that. <laughs> walk through a dry mist? It sounds to me like Herschel Walker accidentally walked through a car wash. <laughs> They got secret COVID machines that'll spray you clean, dry you off. Then a guy comes out, vacuums your butt, but they don't want to talk about that. (laughs) 
No, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Anyone can say something silly. Anyone can make a dumb mistake. But what makes Herschel Walker special is that just like Trump, he seems proud to be ignorant. A head-scratcher from Georgia's Republican Senate nominee, Herschel Walker. Walker downplaying expectations ahead of his debate with Senator Raphael Warnock telling reporters, I'm not that smart. Republican Herschel Walker declaring that there are 52 states in America. He's written and has given interviews about playing Russian roulette with a gun. Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker is making headlines after his comments about evolution. Now think about this, because... At one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? If that is true, why are there still apes? Yeah. If there's humans, then why are there still apes? If there's an iPhone, how come my grandma still has a landline? Checkmate, Charles Darwin. How does that happen? I will say it is refreshing to see a politician just straight up say, I'm not that smart. I like that. You don't usually see politicians acknowledging their flaws straight up. Like, you never heard Bill Clinton go, look, the truth is, I just love getting ahead. It's one of my top three hobbies, for sure. It's just the kind of thing I do, what can I say? Oh, and, and just like Trump boasts about being the world's best golfer, Herschel Walker is a master at reimagining his own success. Before and during his campaign, Walker has lied repeatedly. He falsely claimed to have graduated in a top percentile from the University of Georgia. He exaggerated claims about the success of his businesses. Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker misstated his income on federal documents by more than $3 million. Walker has reportedly overstated his role with the for-profit group, accused of taking advantage of military veterans. In a 2017 speech, Walker said this. I work with the Cobb County Police Department, and I have been in criminal justice all my life. And two years later, while giving a speech to soldiers, he said, I spent time at Quantico at the FBI training school. Y'all didn't know I was an agent? They didn't know, because he wasn't. And according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the Cobb County Police Department said they have no record of any involvement with Walker. God damn. <laughs> Herschel Walker basically lied about every aspect of his life. He probably shows up at the airport gate like, as a first responder, a military veteran, and a baby under two years old, I get to board this plane first. <laughs> also, I'm the pilot. Wee! <laughs> now, one of the main reasons Republicans love Herschel Walker is because, as a black man, he's never afraid to tell black men what they're doing wrong. Pull up your pants, smile at the police, and let white people touch your hair. It's good luck, you know? <laughs> In fact, one of the things, one of the major things that Herschel Walker focused on again and again and again was how much he hated that black men love abandoning their children, something white men never do. And then we found out the abandoning was coming from inside the house. For years, he has repeatedly criticized black men who leave their children. But tonight, Georgia's Republican nominee for U.S. Senate, Herschel Walker, is admitting that he has a 10-year-old son who he didn't raise. Court documents show that the boy's mother had to sue him for paternity and child support. Just a day after news broke that Walker had a secret 10-year-old son, the Daily Beast discovered that Walker actually has two more additional children he has never publicly acknowledged. Yeah, that's right. Not one, but three secret children. How do you even keep that many kids secret? I mean, at some point, you gotta confuse their names. It's like, I love you, Susan. I mean, Claire. I mean, Frank. I mean, Susan. You are Susan, and I love you. <laughs> and look, here's the thing. Understand this. It doesn't matter to me how many kids you have 
or with how many people. Right? I think in America, there's too much moralizing around some of these issues. But it does matter if you spend all your time vilifying other men for doing the same thing that you do. You're vilifying them. You're calling them out. Oh, it's because they're black men. And you know what? It's not. It's bullshit. You know? And this always happens, too. It always happens. When a politician comes down weirdly hard on a specific group of people, that's when you should be suspicious. Well, they come down on one thing. So there's a politician that's like, we have to stop these perverts that love to lick the back of people's knees at the public pool. <laughs> like, I think this dude licks the back of people's knees. <laughs> so Walker loves conspiracies. He lies about his achievements. And I guess just like Trump, he pretends he doesn't have some of his kids. And right now, if you're thinking there's no way Herschel Walker could be more hypocritical than this, well, I hope you didn't place a bet. There is a new twist in the pivotal Senate race in Georgia. The website The Daily Beast is reporting Republican candidate Herschel Walker paid for a woman he was dating to get an abortion in 2009. Georgia Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker says he is pro-life and supports a nationwide abortion ban with no exceptions. But new reporting from The Daily Beast claims he encouraged a woman he was dating in 2009 to get an abortion and help pay for it. The woman, whose identity was not published, provided the Daily Beast with a receipt for the procedure, a get well card, and an image of a $700 check allegedly signed by Walker. Wow. An anti-abortion Republican caught paying for his girlfriend's abortion? That is a bombshell. Especially because he left behind so much proof. I mean, this woman says that she has a receipt, a check, and a get well card <laughs> that he signed. The only way there could be more of a paper trail is if he bought a souvenir t-shirt from the abortion clinic's <laughs> gift shop. And now, believe it or not, believe it or not, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to Herschel Walker, right? He has multiple allegations of domestic abuse against him, including from his ex-wife. His own son, who is a prominent conservative, has said most of the stories are true. And Herschel Walker himself said that sometimes he couldn't control his own brain. But despite all of this, he still has the full support of the Republican Party, including a top aide to Mitch McConnell, who just today said, it's full speed ahead in Georgia. Yeah, because clearly McConnell's like, look, it's not my baby daddy, why do I care? <laughs> and so you see, as the midterm elections approach, day after day, we're seeing that Donald Trump has completely transformed what being a conservative means. Because less than a decade ago, a candidate this hypocritical, this flawed, and this off the rails would not have had the support of the party. But because now winning is more important than any principle or any value that these politicians once held, they're willing to go full speed ahead, even if it means going full speed into a brick wall. All right, stay tuned, because when we come back, Congresswoman Cori Bush is gonna be joining me on the show, so don't go away. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome back to the Daily Show. My guest tonight is the first black woman to represent Missouri in Congress. She's here to talk about her new memoir, The Forerunner, a story of pain and perseverance in America. Please welcome Congresswoman Cori Bush. Cory Bush, welcome to the show. Thank you. This is amazing. This is a, a really uh, interesting time to speak to you because the last time we spoke was virtually. That was over Zoom. Yes. Right? And you had been in Congress for a few weeks, it feels like. Yeah, something like that. And now you've been there for two years. Almost two years. Almost two years? Yeah, I'm so, almost an OG. Almost an OG. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to know. I would love to know, as somebody who is freshly part of the, the, the machine that runs America, if you had a magic wand, what would you change about the way the capital works? You know, I'd, I wouldn't uh, have everything um, move based upon seniority. Uh, also, there are great people doing great things that have lived experience, uh, and lived experience should count for something, and oftentimes in Congress, it hasn't. Mm. I, I feel like you, you're, the, you're the perfect person to speak to that. You know, we, we've spoken a little bit about your journey and, and your book goes so much deeper into your life. When we spoke last time, I had an understanding, a slight one of the journey you had been through. After the, reading the book though, I realized there is so much more that defines who you are or what you've gone through and, and who you, you know, what's, what's sort of shaped yes. who you've gone on to become. You know, you talk in the book about suffering through sexual assault. You talk in the book about uh, suffering through domestic abuse. You talk about coming back time and time again, dusting yourself off, working through your trauma and, and, and building yourself back stronger. Tell me what that has done for how you see your role as a lawmaker in America. Yeah, it, it keeps, so that pain stays before me. Um, I, I still remember what that pain was like to be hungry, to go for days without eating, just making sure my children ate. I remember what it was like to close my eyes and hope my kids, my kids didn't freeze to death in the car, you know, while we were sleeping um, in the car unhoused. I remember what it was like to be um, brutalized by the police uh, back in Ferguson in 2014. I remember what it was like to go through those sexual assaults and not have any type of help, not have any uh, a crime victim support helping me. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. remember what it was like to not get justice. And so, because I still, I physically can feel the pain and I remember what it was like, 
I have to push that, you know, that much harder because mm-hmm. somebody else is going through it right now. And, you know, for me to just feel like, well, I'm in Congress, you know, we can do all of these incremental changes and, you know, I'll wait my turn, you know. No, but there's somebody that's hurting the way that I, you know, had to you know, struggle and hurt for so long. Right. When I was wondering who helps, who speaks to my issues, who's going to help me? There's somebody saying that right now, and I'm in a position to do something. And so why am I in the position if I'm not willing to push and put everything on the line to save lives? It's not easy because you work in an environment where everything is so slow. Oftentimes, when you talk to lawmakers and when you talk to congresspeople who've been doing it for a long time, they do have a certain apathy towards how long something takes. There's a lot of exchanging of, uh, you know, favors and deals. There's a lot of, this is how the machine works. Are you able to get through to some of your, your, your older companions and, and your work colleagues now? Are you able to express to them the urgency behind some of the initiatives that you're trying to move forward? You know, having the conversations, yes. Um, and many of them come to me, you know, it took a while mm-hmm. for some of them to, to see like, okay, this is why she pushes so hard or this is why she keeps driving these same right. issues. Uh, this is why she cares so much about um, people being evicted or, um, you know, black maternal health issues and, all, and, and so on and so on. They, now some of them get it. And so they'll come to me and say, hey, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. But, um, but still getting a bill passed or getting a bill, uh, you know, that, Uh, is one where we get to look at what is actually happening in our communities, Mm -hmm. not bypass the things that are uncomfortable, actually address, uh, you have to address poverty head on. You can't play around with, you have to address it. You have to, if if we wanna deal with crime, we have to address the root causes of crime head on. And who better to be able to put forth legislation to do that than people who've gone through that. And so that's the thing. So so that's where we're we're seeing, I am seeing change in that area, but it's just gonna take a lot more work. And when you you look at some of the work, you know, I I appreciate how nuanced you are in the book. You you, you share um, really intimate and painful stories uh, regarding your journey with um, abortion in the book. You know, you, you talk about being a rape victim and you talk about how you had an abortion after that. You also talk about having an abortion at the age of 19. And as you read through these stories, it would be so easy for you as a Democrat to make it seem, you know, like a rallying cry that's, that's clean, that has no nuance in it. And yet in the book, you talk about the conflict around abortion. You talk about the pain and the and, and the difficulty of making that decision, seeing the, 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 the topic through different lenses, I really found it painfully honest because it feels like in, in American culture now, every issue is binary. No one wishes to discuss the messy around the truth. Why did you choose to share it like that? And, and were you afraid that some would say, oh, you know, Corey, why are you giving them ammunition on us? Why are you, why are you giving people, you know, the little, the little crack in the door to talk about the, the messy side of, of the topic of abortion? Yeah, I really toil with that. I mean, I, I wanted to take it out of the book at one point and, you know, I, I, you know, I did want to, I did think about like the attacks or how uh, my words could be weaponized, mm-hmm. um, you know, against uh, uh, abortion clinics. And, right and providers but but there is you know i can't overlook what i went through because it's not just my story it's the story 
especially some of that it's the story of so many black and brown women that have gone and, and, and pregnant people who have had abortions or sought out those, you know, they were seeking out those services and weren't able to get them. And so I can't I can't push past that because that's part of the story. And if we don't if we're too, uh, you know, we're silent about those issues or if we allow folks to silence us because of we're afraid of what they'll say, mm-hmm. then we will never get those. We, we will never see change in those areas. So I need people to know that still don't believe her or still don't believe them. I need them to know this is what you're pushing to the side when mm-hmm. you blame it on us, when you say like, so uh, those pieces really matter when we're telling our stories because it helps to, helps people to see, it helps to humanize the situation um, for people a lot more. I think it really does. But, but it's interesting that you brought up the weaponizing of your words. You know, you've been very vocal in how you wish that your, you know, your area in St. Louis would reallocate its funding and start creating uh, programs that would prevent crime, programs that would inspire people to, or g- give people access to jobs, et cetera, yes. in the community. Many people have now said to you that you are anti-police. How do you find that nuance? How do you find the nuance, or how do you even find the balance in trying to have a conversation with people where you propose solutions to issues in the long term without making it feel like you're completely neglecting the short term? You know, we have to remember that there were people who spoke out against slavery, the abolishment of slavery. Did that make, were they right? Or were they just going along with the status quo? Is it about the easy thing or the right thing? And for me, it's about the right thing. And so I understand that people look at it as being anti-police. I'm not anti-police, not in any way. I want police to do police work. I don't want police to be therapists. I don't want police to be mental health providers. I, you know, I don't want police killing black folks, you know, um, mm-hmm. disproportionately in this country and with, and, and with impunity. I want folk to be safe in my community. And because I have the power of the pen and the power of the purse, along with my colleagues, it's up to me to do something about it. I, myself being a victim of police violence, but witnessing um, other other families go through this, sitting with those families, hearing those stories. I'm a Ferguson protester. I remember 400 days of protest and protest after that. My purpose is to change what we allow, change what public safety is. It should be actual safety for all, not for some. It should be for all. And if 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 me being uh, me being getting criticized and attacked and and being isolated um, is what has to happen to bring that about to help the conversation continue to move, that's fine because it can save a life. If I save one life, then it was worth it because somebody died because we didn't push harder. Thank you so much for joining me again on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. The Forerunner is available now where the book is sold. Congresswoman Bush, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thank you again. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. 
style. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, before we go, please consider supporting the Alejandre Foundation, right? They are an organization that helps the Latin community access mental health therapy services. So if you want to support them in this amazing work, then please donate at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, if you see an alligator in your house, (laughs) it's their house now. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now.